Bunta Lab is sponsored in part by the Goldman P. Grambless Foundation, enhancing public understanding of crab science and crab technology in the modern world, and the Tube Institute, dedicated to engaging everyday people across the globe with the process of tubes. All right, ready? Are we? Okay. Are we? Wait, wait, wait. You're listening to Bunta Lab. From... W-C-B-T? T. I'm Ran Calliope. Jermaine Swanvelope. And this is Bunta Lab. Jermaine, let me ask you something. Shit. Can you describe for me what you picture when I ask you to conjure in your mind the most normal man you can think of? The most normal man? That's right, just the normalest man. Well, obviously, his name is Crad Bellwether. Obviously. And he's um, 35. He works at a hat factory, but not on the factory floor. He works in... Or, let's say, hat logistics. For sure. He moves the hats around. Not personally, but, yeah, he coordinates hat movement. The hats are moved hither and yon at his behest. Of course. He's seen one and a half seasons of The Wire, but every season of Game of Thrones. He owns a Squire Stratocaster that he bought in 2014, but doesn't know how to play. So far, so good. Crad has a business degree from the University of Southern Queensland. His favourite Bond is Pierce Brosnan. A perfectly normal man. Normal in every way. They kept the mould after they made this man because they figured they would use it again. Well, I have to say, you're pretty close. (laughs) Close to what? Well, Jermaine, you're about to meet a man. All right. He's Caucasian of Irish ancestry, slightly smaller than average, but not in a way where you might think he has a disease or something. He's married. He's in his mid-30s. Well, that's the most normal age there is. He has a white-collar job, a nice house in the suburbs, one cat, one child. He watches one movie a fortnight and reads one book a month. Now that is the single most normal man that I have ever heard of. Jermaine, this man is so normal, he even drives a Skoda Octavia. Oh, wow. That's a normal car. Right? Staggering in its sheer normality. Jermaine? Yes, Rand? I'd like you to meet Theo. Uh, On Mondays, I say to my co-workers, happy Monday. On Fridays, I say to my co-workers, happy Friday. On Tuesdays through Thursdays, I ask my co-workers, ready for the weekend yet? I'm convinced that somebody should do something about things, but I'm also convinced that if things truly got really bad, then somebody would do something about things. I'm normal. 9-11 9-11 is it's just not something you joke about. I'm racist, regular style, and I've gotten some great flyby rewards in my time. I drive 90 through a 100 zone. I drive 90 in an 80 zone. I drive 90 through roadworks. I have never been more normal. I'm unconcerned by proportion. I know a person is about 1.8 meters high. A dog probably weighs about 30 kilos, and a house costs something like 500 to $750,000. Somebody knows more than this, it's my job to say, how do you even know this stuff? I'm watching young Sheldon and I'm laughing. I love true crime podcasts and I lock my doors whenever I stop in Logan. I'm so normal, you wouldn't pick me out of a lineup of normal guys. FIFA 2022. Man, I'd love a Tesla. It's 9.30am on a Saturday, I'm thinking we park near the end of the shops where Gloria Jeans is so we can grab a coffee before heading to JB Hi-Fi to try and buy a PlayStation 5 for my normal idiot children. That's just good forward planning. 
Nothing against gay guys, but do they have to do the voice? Can't they just talk normally? <laughs> I've never once wondered how to begin a conversation with my significant other to take them through the evidence that the CIA killed JFK, and my dick works normally. I like normal things, like the NFL Grand Final, and getting a skin check from the dermatologist every however many years you're supposed to get it checked. Just normal. <laughs> I feel like I've already met him. Or at least someone like him. Right, hundreds of times. I feel like right now millions of Theos are out there scurrying around, living their lives, being born, working at Flight Centre, dying, getting banned for life from P&O Cruises for a drunken altercation on Pizza Party Tuesday. You couldn't swing a halberd in Westfield Garden City without killing or at least seriously maiming a dozen Theos. Although they do ask you not to do that. They can ask away, I will continue acting according to my own principles. That's only fair. Might I respond with a question of my own? Of course. If there are so many Theos, if the world is simply bursting at the seams with Theos, bustling about this way and that, conducting their Theo business with perfectly average capability, why are we talking about this one? <laughs> Jermaine, I am so glad you asked. <laughs> Thank you. You are welcome. I'd like you to meet someone else. Yeah, so we met in 2010. Uh, we were going to a gig. Um, Theo was being dragged along by his housemate at the time uh, to a band called Deerhoof, who I was a fan of, but Theo was not. And his housemate said, why don't you come along? You never know. You might meet someone. Lo and behold... This is Caitlin. And I'm Theo's wife. Talking to our reporter, Bunt Scabbard. So you guys been together for 12 years now? Yep, that is that is correct, yes. Would you describe your husband as a normal man? Um, no. No, I would not. Try not to talk to my colleagues unless under duress and I avoid all optional networking events. When my very normal colleague asks me, plan to get up to much this weekend? I respond too quickly, yeah, you too, before power walking to the bathroom to breathe heavily on the toilet for about the amount of time it might take a regular person to shit, lest I raise any suspicions. I drive 100 in a 100 zone. I drive 110 in a 110 zone. I drive the posted speed limit through roadworks and I trust the traffic engineers who perform the analysis have a better concept of risk as it applies to vehicles than I do. I have never been less normal. I've forgotten all of my friends' birthdays, middle names and jobs to make space for minutiae regarding the basement execution of the Romanov family. I'm watching TV and I've been struck with the Phantom Terrace data six seconds into a KFC ad. When asked about my musical tastes, which are terrible and not even that obscure, I hesitate to reply, oh, a, a bunch of stuff you probably haven't heard of, knowing what an asshole I am. When you say, try me, and I tell you, you reply, oh, uh, I actually haven't heard of that, and I reply, yeah. And wonder what the normal of level of eye contact is and whether it's changed recently, given how badly this conversation is going. No, man, I, I really haven't kept up with the footy this season, I say, leaving open the possibility that I have previously kept up. I'm watching young Sheldon, and I'm frowning. My interests are... Uh, uh, <clears throat> I only own one PlayStation controller, and it's never been an issue. Flight hostess has just announced somebody's birthday over the loudspeaker. It's getting the whole plane to sing happy birthday, while I turn my mind inwards and spin a large caliber revolver on my finger idly until I can safely return to consciousness.
wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Now, you might remember Rand telling me that we were meeting a normal man. That's right. Uh, this man doesn't seem normal at all. No. No, he doesn't. So, either you lied to me like a deceitful fucking snake, or there's more to this story. And I feel like I could easily go either way. <laughs> I'm laughing politely but bemusedly, Jermaine. Well, this is where the story gets interesting. What if I told you that normal, the idea of a normal man... We're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? ...was a lie. Once again, our reporter, Bunt Scabbard. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Is this working? Is this Bunt? It's, it's, it's Bunt, actually. Oh, sorry. Bunt. Hello. Speaking here to Dr. Velders Klappenstance, head of the anthropology department at the University of Schalm. <laughs> well, to me, you know, the world's most normal man. He's 39. He's from Budelsweg. His favorite food is Lutefisk Surprisen. And of course, he's an anthropologist who collects wind chimes. But I would say that because, you know, this is my experience. But this is silly, obviously, because I'm, you know, normal to me and normal enough here in Skoom. But if you widen that net, you have to think, am I normal in Europe? And maybe yes. But someone else, say an American, might say, hey, what's up with this guy and his hundreds of wind chimes? People have uh, paradoxically very strange ideas about normal. Let me give an example. Let's say you have six numbers. You've got a one, a two, a three, a six, an eight, and a ten. The average of these numbers is five. Does that mean the normal number is five? No, there's not a single five in there. The other number would think of a five as a sort of guy who collects just hundreds and hundreds of wind chimes. He is a stranger to them. Not entirely sure that I... Okay, okay. Let's say you have two dozen or so people going down the Stratenplatz on an autobus, and they're looking at pornography on their smartphone. One is, you know, he's looking at peace stuff. Another one is, um, is it uh, Yoi? J-O-I, another is looking at big milfs, uh, one over here having a lovely time with bisexual scissoring. In the aggregate, they're all watching the porno on the bus on their way home from work, but you know, which of them is the normal one? Is that well, the language of this might come to us very easily. The idea of one normal one simply doesn't apply to a data set like this. You know, none of us is a normal person because we are all very strange in our own little way. And this, and I might contradict myself a little here, is what makes us normal. There is no one normal person because we are all the normal person. Wait, you're telling me that this is normal? My blood has been slowed down. My marrow performed this task, pulling my blood down and thick. My blood has been well, slowed no. down. Well, no, it's profoundly not normal, which is what makes it normal. But if that's normal, if normal people are like this, then that must mean... Yep. And that out there... Yep. Jesus Christ. Millions of nasty little freaks, creepy little piggies everywhere. A world, Jermaine, people by mutants. That's probably when I get stuck in a conversation I don't want to be in. Probably uh, something along the lines of a political discussion or uh, maybe I'm talking about something about sports and they say something that I don't agree with at all. Uh, instead of indicating that we're saying something to move the conversation along, I will say something along the lines of, <laughs> yeah man, that's weird. Which I think is my brain's way of keeping me from saying, please just shut the fuck up. But uh, 
it still doesn't help the conversation at all and it actually just makes it more awkward i think in the event that i am taking a bus and the bus is full uh with seats that are half taken up like one person is sitting in them uh, instead of simply sitting next to someone uh i will stop at the point of ingress for the bus and uh, consider for probably too long that the possibility of me sitting in the small baggage space behind the seat behind the bus driver uh, and then as failing that uh, noting the amount of time in my head that I've been considering that I will then proceed to stand uh, in the swing open path of the door having to move every three to four minutes as the bus pulls up to a to a stop uh, so that I don't inconvenience anyone uh, with my own existence uh, and my own presence in a physical space. I regularly use the Skip app to pre-order food and coffee to be picked up later when you know convenience dictates that I need to do that. And you're able to set the the time from now that you will, would like to collect the order um, when you go to place it. And I must have that time line up to be on a five minute interval you know on the hour five past ten past quarter past twenty past etc and if that doesn't happen um it will ruin my day um so if it's you know if i'm placing the order at you know 337 and i'm about 15 minutes away i'll set it to be 13 minutes so it's a nice even 350 on the order screen there have been a few occasions uh, where I've been going through the process of placing the order I've got it nicely lined up it's 3.37 I set 13 minutes but by the time I submit it the clock ticks over to 3.38 and the screen says 3.51 pickup time which is as I'm sure you can all agree completely unacceptable and has set my day on a downward spiral from which it won't recover when my boyfriend and i give each other a little kiss we donk our heads together like usually our foreheads um which is odd but like nice display of affection i guess but it has resulted in me on more than one occasion going to give my mum a kiss on the cheek and then going and headbutting her. Hey, yeah, so sometimes I'll just be, uh, you know, at a friend's house and absentmindedly chewing on my fingernails or my thumbnail and then suddenly I'll just be left with this, like, katana-sized broken-off bit of thumbnail in my hand and I don't want to, like, eat it because that'd be gross and also I don't want to just stand up and say, oh, sorry, guys, I need to go and dispose of a body part so yeah usually I end up just like trying to really subtly sleight of hand it under the couch or chair that I'm sitting on and hope that like if they find it they assume it's one of theirs and that they don't like clone me to find out who left this random fingernail. Generally quite good at code switching but the one thing that always gets through is how funny I think 9-11 is. I once showed my friend a gingerbread house recreation of 9-11 that I thought was really, really funny, and um, she just kind of recoiled in horror at the gingerbread folks that were alternately on fire or on the pavement or in the middle of jumping. That I watch movies on my iPhone mini, even when I have the option to put it on my perfectly normal TV. Uh, 
Sometimes I use earbuds. Sometimes I use the terrible little speaker that the phone has. And I'm talking about the classics of film, you know, The Godfather, Kurosawa, Casablanca, all that stuff. Just right on my phone. You know, I, I love just getting that screen a, a few inches from my eyes. And uh, if it drops to standard definition, you know, 360p, uh, I don't wait for it to buffer. I just keep watching. That's fine to me. That's what I want. I can't just unless I'm singing a song or humming a song. Normally I choose Welcome to the Black Parade. I am sorry to report that when I am in public or private with friends and I think about or talk about a delicious treat that I'd love to eat, I make a disgusting slurping sound akin to, mmm, trying to get the last bit of jello out of the uh, small plastic container it came from. Even worse, sometimes I do this when I'm thinking about attractive people. I rehearse every phone call two to three times before making the call because I'm not normal. I am incapable of not greeting a pigeon when I cross paths with it. Like, I'll either say, hi, how's it going? Or I'll just make a little pigeon noise at it, like... Someone told me in grade nine that I walk with a stag leg, and I still don't know what that means, but the result of that is that 20 years later, I still think very hard about how I'm walking, whenever I'm walking, and how I'd be perceived from the outside walking. And even though I know logically that no one gives a shit, it, it, what the result is that I walk really weird. starting to wonder. I mean, I think of myself as pretty normal. I don't blame you, Jermaine. You're an extremely average person. Alright. Let's try a little thought experiment, okay? Indulge me in a few questions. Do you pretend that broccolini is trees and that you're a mighty diplodocus when you eat it? Do you sometimes worry so hard about what it would be like if you pissed yourself in public that it becomes a real risk that you might actually piss your pants for real because you're thinking about it so much? What? No. Well... Yes, sometimes, sure. And I guess from time to time I have my day entirely ruined by remembering that one day I'll die and all of this will have been for absolutely nothing. Yeah, zilcho, that's right. I guess... Rand, I guess I'm normal now. Maybe we all are. Maybe we always were. This is Michelle calling from Stanford, Queensland. Food of History is hosted by Alex Lee and Ben Jensen and produced by Ben McClay with special thanks to Andrew Law, Lucy Valentine and Theo and Caitlin Pingalli.